You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. All right. Well, we cover a lot of ground in this show. Talk about uh, the new RAV4, which I've turned the corner on, pardon the pun. And uh, we get into some Leno, Champ Car versus Chump Car. Got some stuff coming up with him. Yeah. Um, and good builds like Jonathan Ward and Rod Emery and Singer. Yeah. Some of those and, things. And, and, a, and a deep dive into that market of that custom build and, and whether you should go out and do that car yourself in terms of an investment. Yeah. Everyone should work on the car and breathe on the car and build a car. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about putting a buck fifty into into something and wanting to get a buck fifty back when you're <laughs> yeah. when you're done. First Tommy John. Tommy John doesn't give an F. They give three Fs. Fabric, fit and function. Proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you've ever worn before. No wedgie guarantee. Comfortable stay put waistbands. Luxurious soft feather light. Moisture wicking breathable fabrics designed to move with you. No bunching or riding up. Uh, you've heard me say before, but about the best thing you could say about a product, whether it was underpants or toothpaste, is you just don't go back to whatever you used yeah. before. I, I made it to my late 40s before I put on a pair of Tommy Johns, and I will not use any other underwear. It's yeah. just, I won't do it. If, if you're on the rowing machine like Matt and I like to do, yeah. it, it's perfect. If you're taking the dog out for a walk like Philly cheesesteak or jogging like Matt does or just moving around, especially when it's hot outside, the best. You can uh, shop at over uh, 1,200 retail locations now across the country as well. It's Tommy John, right, uh, Max Pata? Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Adam for 20% off your first order. That's Tommy Don- TommyJohn.com slash Adam for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Adam. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on the church, but again, mandate. Get it on and welcome to Castrol's CarCast. I'm Adam Corolla. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea over hello, there. Hello, hello. Lots to talk about in the automotive world. I'm going to go out. I'm curious. Matt, you guys are listening. Uh, Leno sent me a. Leno got a hold of me, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and he said, uh, You want to do champ car with me mm-hmm. down at fontana and i went champ car my vague recollection was some sort of indie type series yeah from the 80s or 90s or something but i wasn't really clear and then i was also like fontana's a big fast oval has an infield yeah. but you go down that long straight and then you go up onto the bank and i thought are we going to be driving open wheel if you're driving open wheel cars as I picture a champ car at Fontana, you're doing 190 down that back straight. Yeah, that sounds exciting. It sounds pretty <laughs> exciting. It also sounds like I can't picture Leno getting into one of those cars. Yeah. So I was sort of like, we're racing on champ car teams. And then I thought, champ car? I don't feel like I've seen a champ car, but I have a yeah. vague. You have the same recollection I have. So I typed in champ car into uh, Google and it's ch- it's the chump car. I yeah. think it's the lemons. It's a big difference. <laughs> well, it from, is, but it still says champ car. Wheel, 90, uh, yeah, 100. so to a car with uh, a, a paddle on the roof and a chandelier hanging from it, you know. But when you type in champ car, Maxipata, does 
Champ car? I, I'm curious. Why are we both having the same recollection? I don't know. I just thought, like, whatever the series was, the predecessor to IndyCar before they some kind of merger or whatever, I thought the Champ series was just like, I don't know. I was, I'm thinking like a little bit of, uh, you know, like you said, like 80s, 90s, like a Michael Andretti era of, of racing, of driver, not owner, but driver. So we're looking and, at a uh, Champ car, which yeah. is an Indy car. Right? Yeah. Does it say IndyCar when you say Champ Car? I think there was like a merger of two series, like Champ and Indy, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, before 97, they were advertised as IndyCars. All right. So, okay. Champ Car is IndyCar, and then our recollection was correct. But what's Champ Car now at Fontana? Because I think I typed in Champ Car, and basically the Chump Car came up. And then, oh, oh they, yeah, if you type champ car in a Google chump car, it comes up first. Oh. That's weird. Is there an event that's coming up uh, in Fontana? See if you find what's coming I up. I mean, I guess Leno could have, you know, whatever, autocorrect wrote champ because he wrote that a hell of a lot more times in his life than chump. His producer, and, yes, yeah. his producer was writing chump car and it autocorrected to champ car. And Fontana is where a ch- the champ car would have run. Yeah. So you can. And then he got a little confusing. So what does that mean? Now, if, be- he, if he just sent that to any other comedian, like if he'd sent it to <laughs> Bill Burr, he wouldn't have known. Yeah. But I knew what champ car yeah, was. Well, so, Bill Burr be sleeping like a baby. You've been up for three nights about this. <laughs> got to drop a few pounds when I'm getting that champ car. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's all right? aerodynamics. Yeah. I got to get my aero helmet out. Oh, man. So I'm I'm guessing coming up on Fontana, Maxipata, not not this weekend, but the next weekend, there must be a chump car thing. Well... Announcing in 2018, the Chump Car World Series was renamed Champ Car Endurance Series. Oh, okay. Oh, they're just making it worse. All right. As far I, as I'm, I'm goes. simply saying when you're a producer for the Jay Leno series and you email me, when you say, would you like to participate at Fontana, which is a big indie track yeah. in the Champ Car Series, please do a parenthesis and say it's the chump car yeah, or, or whatever it is because yeah. I know enough about racing to think I'm racing in an indie car. Yeah. Also, anytime you invite somebody to drive a car or race a car, it, it's you always kind of want to throw out the car. Like yes. you're going to be driving a Miata or right. a Ford Explorer painted up like the <laughs> right. Jurassic Park or something. Right. You know, like there's a big difference between that and getting in, you know, like a Honda Integra racing series sports car, like something with a cage and a, you know. Yeah. All right. So th- imagine my confusion. So, and it is funny because I rode in Champ Car and this thing came up as Champ Car, but it showed Chump Cars. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, so the open wheel racing series had the trademark for Champ Car in the early 2000s, and then uh, the trademark lapsed in 2013. So Champ Car grabbed it. <laughs> That's money well spent. So <laughs> that is going on on, on Fontana ne- this next week. Yeah. So ne- if you see Champ Car now, it's it's Champ oh, okay. Car. It's, All right. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that's a fun Fontana. I mean, that'll event. be good. It'll be fun. It'll be. I mean, it'll be fun it's versus not as fun do- as 180 miles an hour in an open wheel car, but you know, whatever. <laughs> well, if you're going to race in 
that series or what formerly was Champ Car yeah. series, if if you're going 180, you're getting lapped. Like, yeah, I think those cars yeah. are 20. Well, also there's 22. Those cars, you find out what an Indy car does at Fontana, but Indy car does Indy on run that, Fontana? Yeah, anymore? NASCAR does for sure. I think Indy runs it. If you're on an Indy car and you're in Fontana, you're you're doing two oh nine down that straightaway. Yeah, there's also I don't know. It's just like, and then they say participate in a race. I mean, like how how are you going to participate in a champ race? Like a vintage? Well, first things champ first. All I have, all I'm armed with <laughs> is it's a race. It's at a big fast track, and you're using the word champ car. I, that's I, all I, know. I would have thought big uh, oval fast cars. Uh, that's yeah. all that's all I got yeah. for you. Now you could include more information <laughs> as in chump car, champ car, slash yeah. chump also, car. A little bit like what are you driving? Like, you know, get it in your head, like this is what you're doing. Well, they doing. may not know yet, but anyway. All right, so that'll be fun. Yes. It's two oh seven. You said two oh nine. Oh my oh, god. Jesus. Did I say two oh seven at some point? Nah, uh, we have to go back and listen to the tape. <laughs> listen to the tape. I threw out a few different it's numbers, but um, all right. Was that the top speed? Yeah. All right, but that means everyone else is going two hundred seven or whatever it is. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That guy's yeah. on the pole. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm setting the pole. I'm in fourth place. <laughs> no, that's 207. Fine. 207. Okay. So that's Good. what I thought I was going to be doing. Yeah. All right. Anyway, are you a little let down? Or or relieved well i was like i was first a little confused because champ cars indy and it's at fontana runs indy cars and i was like am i going to be doing 200 miles an hour and then i thought they would just throw me in a car like that day an open wheel right seems a little dangerous and it'd be a little freaky but on the other hand i don't know maybe they are because they said champ car and that's all i got in my brain is some recollection of indy car is champ car so i don't know where else to go with it but uh i don't know it just means oh we can have some fun instead of intensity um i was uh i know you i i am going to uh eat my hat because I, for a thousand years, have been talking about RAV4 being a car for people that don't like cars, using it as an example of the sort of non-car car, like the thing with four wheels and a steering wheel that got you to work yeah. and back. But that that was it. The RAV4 and the CRV. Yeah. And now uh-huh. they they look pretty good. It looks pretty good. Yeah. I I'm- passed one in my neighborhood. Obviously, someone cleaning someone's house, not the owner of the house. <laughs> no, that no. wouldn't be appropriate. Did say piano tuning but, on the side, <laughs> but it had the uh, it had like the mountaineer division or something yeah, on like it, an, like, like addition. an adventure or something. Yeah, yeah, like it, and it looked a little beefy and a little tough, and yeah. and it looked pretty good. I uh, my my mom's been wanting a new car for the longest time. Um, you you know how this goes. Uh, yeah, we we have loser parents. Parent has no money, and they want the new car. And mom's been driving the '08 for a long time, and and uh, getting up there in age. I'm like, all right, what? Jesus, what's I'm starting be- to think about all these poor guys that I know with their loser parents. Wait, do they get older? It's going to be on loser on loser crime. Like they're going to go, hey, son, I'm old. I need- I don't have shit either. <laughs> like- <laughs> it's going to what the parents are going to be so mad. Yeah. 
so I'm thinking, well, what's what's the last car you're ever going to own? I mean, it's a little morbid, but like, yeah, what's the last car you're ever going to own? And I'm going to end up buying it. So what's going to be something nice for mom to drive, but also the least amount of drama for me, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, no maintenance, easy to drive, not expensive on fuel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was looking at the small SUVs and, and all the reviews come in and they're like Toyota RAV4 and Honda CRV. They're both fantastic. Honestly, I drove them both. Uh, at the dealer, and uh, and they were great. Liked them both. Um, they seemed awfully similar as far as like what the small, uh, very popular SUV or CUV would be. And uh, I I think maybe even the the Honda CRV got a few better reviews. I just ended up with uh, ordering a Toyota Rav Four. Uh, because a friend works at Toyota, we ended up getting a good deal on the on the. Whole Is it a hybrid? Thing. And yeah, so are they all hybrids? No, they're not. And so I was talking to our buddy Dave, and he was saying, "Hey, you know, the hybrid is not that much more money. It has a better powertrain warranty and better gas mileage. You might want to get the hybrid." And I said, "Done. Let's do that." So uh, that car is on order, and it's coming in. So I asked Toyota to send a press car, a Toyota RAV4 hybrid, so I can kind of get used to it and feel for it and know all the features. So when I send it out to mom, I know what I'm talking about. And already just driving it around here, the hybrid's got more power. It feels quick, not just off the line quick. Like I was, you know, I was getting on the freeway and you got to wait for the little red light to turn green because all the traffic turned green. I hit it, chirped the tires. Wow. And it's all wheel drive. So I don't know if it's just putting all the torque in the back off the line. probably, and uh, But chirped the tires, which made me giggle, and then it, it scooted pretty good. And then on the freeway when I was passing, I hit it, and it, 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 it fires up the gas engine and the electric motor, and it got some good passing power. So, you know, it's like 200 and something horsepower. It's probably like 185, 184 for the gas engine by itself, and then the hybrid adds an extra, you know, 15 or 20 mm-hmm. horsepower, but all that torque. So it felt good. And even driving the way I do, which is not recommended, <laughs> mm. I was getting 30 miles to the gallon on the way here. Well, I got to say, I, I was giving this some thought uh, yesterday when I was driving in, which is I have a Jag. It's got a supercharger on it, and it has 508 horsepower. Yeah, uh, you might have the supercharged six. You might three eighty. I don't have the six. No, you have the eight. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know better than me, but I'm pretty sure it's the eight. Yeah. Anyway, okay. It's got 500 horsepower. Yeah. And as I'm driving along the 134, and I'm coming toward here, uh, you know, I'm behind the slow guy, and it's that kind of move where I'm looking in my mirror and I see a guy coming up fast. And I'm behind the slow guy, but I got 500 horsepower, so I'm going to do the quick slide over and stomp on it move. Yeah. But there's a little delay. Yeah. Because it's a it's a internal combustion engine, and it's not immediately on the pipe. Right. It, it takes a second. So obviously, the golf cart, boom, that's immediate. Yeah. The car with 500 horsepower it's still a moment delay it's not three seconds it's yeah. just uh, it's long enough for the to scare you a little 
with the guy coming up behind you that were not immediately yeah. out of his way. And I was kind of thinking to myself as I was doing that, I thought if I was driving Lynette's Tesla or even a Nissan Leaf or a Chevy Volt or Chevy Bolt or Chevy Colt or Chevy <laughs> Schult, if I was driving that, I'd immediately be out of here. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there, Is that true? There, is it that way with the RAV4? It It is. Uh, however, on your car and a lot of the high performance, just straight up gas engine cars now, uh, they they dial back the throttle sensitivity in normal mode, and when you put it in sport mode, you it'll fix that lag that you're feeling because the oh. power is there because you are a little bit in the RPM range when you're doing yeah. sixty, and that sport mode because what it's trying to do is 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 make it safe and comfortable for most people when they're going to do that move that you're doing mm-hmm. they don't want it to be jerky or or like have that thing launch forward and right. scare somebody but right. you put it in short and it's short and you put it in sport mode and it really makes that throttle response crisper i've, I've noticed that in like a lot of the newer uh, a lot of the newer cars that have a sport mode, that's what it does. It just it, – it's not increasing the power of the vehicle. It just makes it feel like it's peppier because of throttle response and gear changes, how quick it happens, something like that. So I don't know if it, the sport button is a one-touch button, but you try it next time just like on the, on, the, on the center console, the little sport button with the little flag on it, I think, mm-hmm. in your Jag. Mm-hmm. Hit that, then do it, see if it makes a difference. Mm. Yeah. Man, was that satisfying. <laughs> That's why they call him Motorator, man. Because everyone else I know would go, oh, man, bummer. <laughs> Stick some calls. <laughs> but you have answers. I try to. You know, yeah. about uh, Matt? Matt has answers for lots of different things, which is interesting. I feel the same way. I feel sort of compelled to give answers. I'm always. It's always weird to me when people go, well, man. There you go. <laughs> like I feel like there's a lot of those people, and I'm not sure why they're that way or why they want to be that way. I, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I I guess if you don't have an answer, or don't know an answer. I know, but I do feel like there's a version where you can explore an answer. Yeah, like where you can kind of lay it out and try to reassemble it. But that's a good it's a good point because I am rolling it. 2800 rpms and i stomp on it i have 500 horsepower why is it not hitting it a little harder on on your car specifically it has the twin screw supercharger and that thing is rolling almost full boost at twenty. right it's not it's not a yeah Yeah. it's not a super uh, sorry it's not a turbocharger that that is lagging there's probably a bypass valve that needs to close so it blows off that that boost but it's spinning the blower for sure yeah. All right, yeah. we'll talk about SEMA uh, coming up. Well, I, yeah. you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about uh, Rod Emery and his outlaw and his $500,000 and uh, Singer at eight. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's like, bring up that uh, while you're The while Singer you're was like eight. That bring a trailer listing. Of maybe Emery's 860 car. or 760. I can't remember. It was like eight. I think it was oh, in like the, eight uh, plus. Was it RM or was good? Yeah, RM, RM or Gooding. RM or Uh Castrol Edge. That's right. Uh, stronger under pressure. That's right. Engines can lose performance due to friction. Castrol Edge with fluid titanium transforms under pressure to keep the metal parts from robbing power. That's right. Rubbing and robbing. 
Mm-hmm. Rubbing is racing, but not yeah. inside the engine. <laughs> <laughs> Three times stronger, fool. Three times, fool. <laughs> the leading full synthetic. It is the best. It's Castro Edge. Yeah. yeah, so. I was on the AutoZone website doing what I do, and I saw a picture of you. Oh, really? Yeah, it was for the Castrol uh, sweet. It wasn't from the security going. camera, was it? Because I stole an air filter. <laughs> an air filter, yeah. No? Uh, no. It was a Burbank no, one? Yeah, because, okay. you know, SEMA's coming up. You're doing it. You're going to be at the Apex booth, and people win or won, or I don't know what the result is. Castrol handles it, but yes, people want a trip. Somebody won a trip so SEMA. what we want to – what I'd like to drill down upon for those who are listening, whether you're – purchasing a vehicle or thinking about building a vehicle oh also uh on bring a trailer one of jonathan ward's icon broncos is up there as well what i'm saying is this in the past this market didn't exist so in terms of buying cars the market was old ferraris or old Shelby Mustangs are like kind of vintage cars, but there really wasn't a market for old race cars per se, especially eighties or seventies or yeah. Japanese, yeah. you know, there was no old car, yeah. old race car market. Yeah. Ferrari GT. And go, I, I, I remember not. seeing even stock cars go across the block at Barrett Jackson with some history. $8,000. Yeah. They're just, there's yeah, no market, money. no market there. No market for race cars, no market for F1 or, or anything modern or any F1 really. And then things started to kind of turn a little, and a well-built car would would get some cash. Mm-hmm. Um, a street car or a uh, – God, what do they call this? Tuner – not tuners, but the stupid uh, pro, pro tour touring. Yeah, like a pro touring. Yeah, pro touring yeah. car, whatever. Built right, mm-hmm. they started getting – getting good money. Yeah. So a guy, so then it kind of got to this kind of break even point, which is if you spent two years and 140 grand building that Camaro, you might get 150 out of it. Yeah. You know, but then singer came along and I think that singer at RM, Oh God, was it RM or is it good? It must've been gooding. Oh no. Could have been RM. I can't remember. Could've. Anyway, it, it, last year, or this year at Monterey, I think that thing went for eight and change, like eight sixty or something like that. Or it was either seven sixty or eight sixty or something, something yeah. like that. And then uh, uh, Outlaw, which is basically Singer, but Rod Emery and and yeah, three fifty six, the different or, body style before the modern nine mm-hmm. eleven body style. Which one just sold for five hundred grand? Yeah, is this the second one that's going to bring a trailer oh, for five hundred? Man, it was the singer went for eight fifty seven five. I was so far off with my eight sixty. <laughs> man, mm-hmm. So this thing went for five hundred and a couple dollars or something five hundred one or yeah. something some something like that. It's okay looking cars. We don't like them as much as the singers. It, it's obviously well built. Yeah, but it's just kind of silver and tan. Like yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It doesn't look. Not much bling I, it's to just, it. It's just the platform. I think Rod Emery is great, and I think the stuff he builds is great, and he's such a nice guy. I, I just, I'm just not particularly a 356 body style but fan. The point is, is somebody may have had that car built, and it may have come to 
three hundred and thirty thousand dollars and somebody's wife was pissed (laughs) because you can buy a new turbo for one seventy five or two hundred or whatever and you just spent a whole bunch of money on an old one. (laughs) And the old model was you pay a guy and these guys are craftsmen and it you know, they have an hourly rate. They gotta they gotta shape metal and fabricate and it's in California and that car ain't cheap. By the time they deliver it, you're 300, 350 grand in. Okay. The old model was it's worth 200 grand when they deliver it. And seven years later, you might be able to get a buck 25 for it. Yeah. That was the old model. Now you buy the singer for 650 and it'll be worth a million bucks in two years. Yeah. Now, do you think. <laughs> Do you, do and you, I don't know what that icon. There's a there's a icon. Yes, yeah, I, I don't know how many days are left on that. Thing. As, as we record this, there's less than 24 hours. Oh, okay. Oh, so so what's it up to now? Was it like a buck ten or something like that? Does it move? I think it's one fifty seven. Let me. Uh, oh, it's moving. Yeah. Then. Now, do you think? Do you think? Do you think the Christopher Titus car, for example, like? Do you think he got the worst end of that whole deal? Do you think he paid? You know, two hundred, two fifty to to Foose to make his fifty seven Chevy. He sells it at Barrett Jackson for I don't know, like eighty grand, and it's sitting in a collection. And two years from now, it's going to go back to Barrett Jackson and get two ten. <laughs> I don't know that he got eighty grand for it. It feels yeah, like more yeah, like fifty seven grand, maybe. but uh, and I don't know if they have that. Uh, I don't got, know. Hmm? 25-30% of what it would be paid and then somebody got it for a deal and do you think it goes back because some of the older builds now like uh, when I you know I go to Barrett Jackson with Brad Fanshawe hold on I'm going to give Max Pass some more yeah. homework while you talk Foose's Bel Air 57 whatever yeah 57 kind of light blue or whatever convertible I think it's convertible probably did went to Monterey I think went to Gooding. Yeah. It could have been RM. Damn it. No, went to RM. RM's at the hotel, right? I think it was at the RM. And it must have been like, oh, 07 or something like that, or 06, 07, 08, somewhere in there. But I'm curious if we can find out what that thing sold for. Sorry, go ahead. Do we think that, you know, because some some of the old older cars, some of the the, you know, the famous older, like, Boyd Coddington builds, they're coming back to auction. They're getting good money. You know, somebody probably bought them, you know, at a at a fair price 10 years ago at at something like a Barrett-Jackson, and now they're they're starting to pop back up, and they're, they're getting pretty good money. I would assume they are. I, I would also assume that some of the stuff that I would probably – consider I, th- I think here's 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 a take here's a hot take um the cars that were done very zz toppy very 80s or very 90s a little schmaltzy perhaps you could say mm-hmm. a lot of billet everything and you could sort of look at it put your finger on it and go they must have built that between 88 and 92 right i could see yeah. exactly what that is much like I bought a lot of old houses, like from the 20s and 30s, with a lot of charm, but they redid the kitchen in 84. Yeah. And it's it's like, oh, 1984 is my kitchen, 1931 is my living room. Yeah. You know, now yeah. we got we to gotta do it back. 
I think the key, and I've always said this, you have to kind of put it back to a timelessness. Either put it back exactly how it was. Yeah. If the car was built in 1953, then put it exactly back to 1953. Or the touches you make need to be timeless. Mm-hmm. So if you take a look at uh, Rod Emery or Jonathan Ward or uh, Eunice Singer, that's the mom. No, mm-hmm. I don't know what the singer guy's name is, but the singer, Ward, uh, Emery. Yeah. You take a look at the Bronco. They're all very different platforms, but you take a look at them and they put them back tastefully that are sort of within the original year of the car, just with upgrades, but not upgrades that smack of, oh, that's ZZ Top 1984. Yeah, right. Right? Right. So those, those hot rods back in the day started off with, you know, somebody drawing on a piece of paper and going, what can we, what piece of art can we create? And then where do we start? Well, we start with a 57 Chevy. We're starting right. But if you've airbrushed Spuds McKenzie on the, <laughs> on the door, that's not good for reset. Yeah. And if you look at the Ward stuff, you look at the stuff I'm talking about, it doesn't really have a, you don't know what year it was built. And that's the other thing too. Is You know is, the year of the vehicle, but you don't know the yeah. year it was modified. In the last, I don't know, seven, eight years, can you know the singer cars i mean you know they've done a lot of things and gotten better over the years but can you tell a big difference between singer number 5 and singer number 50 yeah know. and it's not even know. it's not even that it's that it's same with Jonathan Ward same with any of these guys their their careers span decades but their approach is the same yeah. to all the cars so you don't know what year it's from and i think that if you if it feels very eighties and the problem with uh, Boyd and and Chip Foos and guys like that is a lot of their stuff felt of the period you know very of yeah. the time and, you, and there's a color palette to that too yeah you're you're buying it differently you're buying it for that era specific piece of art you're not necessarily buying it for right but unfortunately like the house in the hills from the 30s with the 80s kitchen in it <laughs> people walk in and they go mm, i'm not yeah. paying top yeah. dollar for this it, a lot of times like the wheels do it you know the wheels seem to go dated very quickly mm. you're seeing a barrett jackson uh chip foos bel-air um scottsdale 2013 88 is it light blue it's like, yeah, it's two-tone. It's it's like a blue and white. Yeah, yeah. Well, that feels... Yeah. No, uh, no, sorry. Okay, so... That's not his car. Sorry. Uh, don't do Bel Air. Just do uh, Chip Foose. Do 57 Chevy. Okay. Uh, uh, Christopher Titus's name would be all over it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see if we can find it. But 88K, the car's probably worth more now. Yeah, that one there. Yeah, I yeah. think I so so. Here's the story. <laughs> I I think for guys like me that are thinking about building a SEMA car and building a SEMA Z car and yeah. doing something that's really well done and really cool. In the past, the notion of putting two hundred grand into something and then having it worth be worth eighty eight thousand dollars the next day. Um, or that when it was coming home from SEMA didn't sound that appealing. Yeah. Uh, now I think that market has woken up a little bit. And I think if you do the car right and it's really well done and interesting, 
and the craftsmanship yeah. is there, you can get a return on that when it, when you want to do it. I, I think I think the I think the next phase of cars, the cars that we're in now, the builds that are happening now, that years from now we're going to look at it and go, oh, I remember, and you know. 2018, 19, this was the style, and we're done with that. It's like the the, the crazy kind of wide-body things that's going on, like the RWB Porsches and all the the tacked-on flares that, that stop like halfway down the fender, and it's, mm-hmm. and it has, and it's kind of cut off. It looks like it's not finished, and, and I it's get it's, maybe it's got kind of a drift, kind of drifting car kind of thing, but I think that style is going to – that's going to – stop and we're gonna be like oh i remember those 10 years where everyone was doing those flares right well every every era every era has a marker for that era like aesthetically Mm -hmm. a sound musically blah 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 style women women's hair fashion you know what i mean and there's an automotive version of that and you're job is to not fall prey to that when you're building a car like of course you're doing what's really cool now but yeah look back throughout the 70s what about the 80s when they had like the basket weave rims and they were the same color as the car you know and it looks so <laughs> 80s out now yeah. right and all that love me some miami vice yeah it's easy to fall prey some to white that with white wheels i had a big big spanish house like up in the hills yeah and Lynette, and I think one of her friends, I think it was like Jimmy's ex-wife was like coming over and she was like doing this shabby chic. You got to make it shabby chic yeah. inside. Oh, and I, I remember was, that And was I was like, thing. no, I'm not making it shabby chic. And they're like, why? Shabby chic is so cool because it was, you know, was 2006 or something. They're going yeah. shabby chic. And I was going, no, no. No shabby. It was right, like 2004 or something. Like shabby chic. And I was like, no, no. You know why? Because I don't want people coming in here in five years going, oh, I know what year you decorated yeah, this house. I know, right? I know what TV shows you were watching on DIY or whatever. Right. Like I know exactly what you're doing. Re- everyone, whether it's a mullet mm-hmm. or whether it's uh, doing a doing a car or whether it's shabby chic resist the temptation to dive into whatever's around you because people will know you don't want people walking into their your kitchen or walk or seeing your car knowing what year you did it yeah it should just be timeless and forever yeah all like right your bush let me uh <laughs> let me hit something here you find anything max panna well, I found one that's uh that was owned, previously owned by chris Titus it was a fifty six chevy yeah. two ten let me All see right. that. Is that the blue, like blue and silver? Yeah, that sounds yeah, about right. Yeah, because he's got that tiny yeah. cover thing on the back. Yeah, that's so right. It's 165 yeah. in uh, Vegas, 2012, Bear Jackson. Oh, one for right. 165. Now, was All there right. a previous? Oh, was, was there, there a previous, previous auction? Because he probably sold it earlier than that. I feel like he did. All right. Yeah, prior to that, and I, I don't know why I keep. Uh, Thinking Monterey, but keep looking. I'll tell you about betonline.ag, NFL weekly pick'em charity contest, NFL and college football plus MLB playoff action. Visit betonline.ag. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Use the promo code podcast one for a fifty percent sign up bonus. 
matchups week eight Philly at Buffalo, Oakland at Houston, Chargers at Chicago, Green Bay at KC. Oh, that's a good game. Cleveland at New England. That's not as good, but I don't know. Maybe Cleveland will rally a little bit. Got uh, 500 bucks in rewards to give out each week to five listeners and uh, five grand season long charity contest. Join the conversation on Twitter with hashtag SportsNet Challenge. Uh, this week, Rams at home versus Cincinnati. That's my lock. I'm going 33 to 10. That's my pick. So use the promo code podcast one, get a 50% sign up bonus today. BetOnline.ag. All right, so the point is, is if you're going to go out and build that car, yeah, pick a good platform. Mm-hmm. The problem with a 56 Chevy, it's not really a great jumping off point is my kind of feeling. Um, pick a, pick a, pick a cool, you know, and it doesn't have to be all super sleek and aerodynamics. Like Ward does those Broncos and they look great. Yeah. It's a box, but it's just something that's kind of a cool box. Yeah. I would even argue though that the Bronco is not that great of a platform to start with, and he actually does make up for it. He does turn it into something. Well, it's cool. a diff- uh, It's obviously a different category than a Porsche, but right. People- but is it different than a Mustang or a '57 Chevy or a you know or whatever? Uh, whatever? I, I think people like the Broncos. There's a lot of nostalgia for those. They're going yeah. up in price like hard, and I think it is in that world. A pretty cool platform to jump off of. Yeah, it is, but it's just because it got ignored for so long and, and everybody did the Mustang and the Camaro. Right. And, and now that almost everything on a Mustang and Camaro has been done and it's supported by the aftermarket. Anybody that just has a project <laughs> that they're doing on their own or something with the kids, mm-hmm. you know, like there's enough parts out there you can do whatever you want. And the Bronco oh, had to be custom. Sorry. RM Monterey 2006. That was my. That was my. That was my thought. I mean, yeah. That was my sort yeah, yeah, of yeah. early Monterey. Uh, RM Monterey 2006 unsold at 230. Should have taken it. Estimate <laughs> uh, three to 350. Well, the problem is there is no estimate. The yeah, problem back is, then is it, he tried to make money on it, and he should have known he wasn't going to make money on it. I don't. I'm, I'm saying Chris Vertice, but it, I don't know if he was the one even selling it. At I the don't. Time. I think he was, and I don't. And I love Could Chris. I love Chris Titus. But what I'm saying is, is I don't think he was trying to make money on it. I think it's a one-off car that costs three hundred to three fifty to produce, mm-hmm. and so since there's no comps. You know, the, the the Dino Ferrari, you're not going, I want 700 grand. It's not going to yeah. work. But so you go, what's the estimate for this car? And then you go, I don't know. It costs three to 350 to build. So you put it in for that and the bidding goes up to 230 and you go, whoa, that's a hundred grand less than I spent for this thing two years ago. So you go, screw it. Yeah, I'll keep it. But what you don't get is that it's going the other direction. So it didn't sell. It did sell 2012 at Barrett Jackson for what? Did I say buck eighty. What was it? Uh, let me let me check. I forgot. Matt, what did yeah, you say? Yeah, I thought he, I thought you said one thirty. One thirty. I could have been. Could, uh, I could I've be been talking about. I've been I talking a lot of numbers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, today. my head's spinning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It was Barrett Jackson. It was 2012, and it was like either buck thirty or buck eighty or somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in there. Now it's gonna be right in the middle. It's gonna be one fifty-seven. No, I don't think it. <laughs> I I think it was a buck eighty at yeah. uh, Barrett Jackson in uh, 2012. That's uh, that's my guess. But either way, one sixty-five. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. All right, pretty close. So kind of fell in. There. All right, one plus plus yeah. the vig. Plus the ten percent, we're right at buck eighty. Maybe that's <laughs> probably, maybe, probably maybe included it. it. So included look, it, yeah. that car, you know, two thirty was turned down, and uh, six years later, buck uh, sixty five was accepted. So yeah. I, that car's not going the right direction. Now the question is: is two thousand and twelve is before yeah. it started to go back the other way? And, and buck sixty five is a is a is a good price. If you thought that car went to Barrett Jackson Scottsdale coming up twenty twenty, do you think that car does better or worse than one sixty five? That's a Barrett Jackson twenty twenty. Yeah. I think it does because I think that market has corrected and turned around and started going the other direction. I think it has worked better for sportier cars and less mm-hmm. cruisers. So I think it's it's held down and held back a little by the sort of cruise aspect of it, whereas the singer stuff is yeah. outlaw, you know, going through the roof. So my prediction is it would do better. And I, I would say to the tune yeah. of I'd have it I'd, – I'd, I think it could get 215, 220. Not not a ton better, but I think it would do better. Okay. I think it could do better, but I think the way for it to do better is the current owner needs to advertise it and say, we freshened up the car. We fixed a, a, a few known flaws. Like it's very famously there was some belt issues and that cover, engine cover was complicated. And, and uh, you know, there was a few things they need to say. We've done some upgrades to it. It's a very good, reliable car. I think he's going to have to put thirty grand into it, and I think he's going to get the thirty grand back, but not much more than that. I don't, I don't know if it goes quite as high as making tons of money on it, but I think, yeah. it, I think it does. Well, it's pretty up there as it is. Uh, anyway, let me tell you guys about Geico's. We're getting ready to go to SEMA. So much to do. I've got a to-do list. Drop off the truck at Galpin. Get this car audio installed. Get the brakes made. Uh, pick up the wheels. Well. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything with Geico. You can save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. You can add that to your list. You just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Go to geico.com. All right. So you're about to say something? No, just – oh, this – this this weekend, as you're listening to this, you're going to be hitting uh, the road, uh, mm-hmm. Phoenix, and where are you going? Utah, Salt Lake. Yeah, Salt Lake. Salt Lake Wise City? guys tonight and tomorrow night. I'm heading out to Vegas. Quick trip to drive the new GT500 on the track out there. The new Shelby GT500, 760 horsepower. I saw that the seven speed paddle shift. 
I saw that uh, showcased on uh, Jay Leno's garage. It, mm-hmm. it looks like a ton of car. It looks like a ton of car, yeah. I mean, 760 horsepower? Jesus Christ. Earlier this week, we had uh, Alistair Weaver from Edmonds come in, and uh, Edmonds buys cars for their fleet to do long-term testing, and they spec'd out. They bought a new Shelby GT500 on order and the new Corvette C8. Ooh. And they got them both priced you know, around the 80, 85 range. They didn't go crazy with all the carbon stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I was just like, I, it's so great. You can get those cars for the 80, 85 range. The, um, I mean, the, the, the Corvette's going to be down 300 horsepower, 300 horsepower. Yeah, so, that thing. so it's getting a little iffy because there's some dyno tests that have been happening on the car. The car is rated at 495 horse, mm-hmm. but when you put it on the dyno, you kind of have to, and, and don't quote me on this. I think Motor Trend did the test. You got to read their article. You put it on the dyno, you put it in gear, you put it in whatever's the one to one gear so you can get like a true number. And I don't think. The new Corvette has a one to one. It has like a point eight five and a point nine one and a point one one. You know, uh, so the numbers were skewed a little. But they're saying that they were getting like six hundred mm. something horsepower. Oh. <laughs> well, know? we'll know when <laughs> they be a very underrated horsepower. We car. know when they do the quarter mile test mm-hmm. against the GT Ford. Uh, yeah. or zero to sixty, but quarter mile or whatever lap around yeah. Willow Springs or whatever it is. We'll know if that number is closer to six than four ninety five because we'll yeah. see more comparable numbers in like and, the quarter mile. And it'll be a fun test. I don't know that you're cross shopping those cars, but if you are, this will be a fun head to head test. I'm sure a bunch of the books will do it. Yeah, and it'll be. And I'm excited to go out there and see this car and and drive it, and it should be fun. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It looks like, and the interior looks good too. It's Everybody, probably going to be cooler there than it is. They've here. worked it all <laughs> out. All right. So, wise guys, tonight, tomorrow night, a couple tickets left. Uh, my stand-up special, not Taco Bell material, and get that on Amazon, Apple TV, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Adam Kroll for all the stand-up there as well. Go to AdamKroll.com for all the live stuff and shift and steer available on iTunes and Podcast One as well. Check out our website. We'll put pictures of those cars up there, carcastshow.com, or check us on Facebook or follow Matt at Motorator. Until next time, it's Adam Kroll from Matt the Motorator. DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Carcast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on carcastshow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.